Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome your sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day intensive workshop for men seeking to overcome sexually addictive behaviors. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery. Your experts have over 35 years of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next intensive coming up April 11th through the 13th. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real-life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm blessed. Thank you. Good. Well, folks, before we get started, I want to make mention of one of our programs that is extremely helpful for men. Uh, You've probably heard us mention this uh, many times uh, over the years that we've been doing this radio program, and it's our Gateway to Freedom workshop. This is a three-day intensive workshop for men who are seeking to overcome any sort of sexually addictive behaviors, whether that be pornography, compulsive masturbation, affairs, anything that is really, um, you know, uh, a compulsive type way of using their sexuality that's causing isolation, disconnection, disrupting their lives, all that kind of stuff. We've been doing these workshops since 2008 have had hundreds of men come through these workshops and have really benefited from what they experience at the workshop. And I say experience because it's not just about material, content, curriculum. It's truly there's an atmosphere that is part of these workshops that just cannot be replicated in any other environment. And so we believe that this is a very powerful way for men, whether they are just opening up about their struggle or even maybe been in recovery for a while, but need a catalyst because they feel stuck 
it's a powerful way for guys to get unstuck and really get down to the deep layers of of the underlying issues behind their addictive behaviors and maybe gain some freedom and learn how to live a life of, of sexual integrity. If you'd like to learn more about the Gateway to Freedom Workshop, just go to gatewaymen.com or call us toll-free at 1-800-49-PURITY. Well, Stephen, you've got a few comments here yes. from, from wives that we Always. want to – yeah, I always have something to talk Steve's about. Steve's the collector of comments. Uh, <clears throat> but why don't you tell our listeners kind of what we're going to do with some of these comments from wives? Yes, we have four comments, but let me set them up if I could. We often have men uh, come to us and ask us questions, and we talk to the guys before the gateway weekends and during the weekends, and we talk to them after the weekends. And, and these are four questions about a wife. Now, the assumption here is the husband is working, he's taken ownership of his issues, whatever they are, he's trying to make progress and grow, but he has these four situations, and some are beliefs, and some are thoughts, and some are feelings, where he he will ask us, and he'll say it like this, Jonathan, my wife does not feel loved. She doesn't feel that I love her. My love is not getting in. She doesn't feel loved. So that's number one. And we're just going to talk about that. What thoughts come to mind? What, what, how should we conceptualize it? What should we do about it? What, what should we do immediately about it? What should we do over time about it? Well, how, how does that statement strike you? You know, I know I messed up, but but I'm doing better and I'm growing. But my wife does not feel loved. Well, um, first of all, I think it's a, a man. I think it's way more common in, in marriages than we initially think, and not not just not just in marriages that are affected by some sort of sexual addiction in a husband. Or anything. I think in a much broader uh, audience, there are a lot of wives out there that are feeling this way. Um, and to be honest with you, this is my wife has felt this way plenty of times, even in our in our marriage. Um, and so, you know, my so that's my initial thought is this is a big, I yes. think this is a big problem. That being the case, then you start trying to, you know, there's some sub questions I think that come under that. Well, mm-hmm. if this is so so big and broad in its scope, meaning, my goodness, there's so many women that feel this way, where. Where does that originate? Is it is it something that I think in too often a lot of wives and then even sometimes culturally, sometimes even in the church, they place all of the weight of that then on the husband's shoulders, right? Well, it's, hey, it's, it must be all your fault because if she doesn't feel loved, then it's all on you, buddy, because you are the, you're the, you're the total solution to whether or not she's going to feel loved. And I think there's a key word in here. Uh, that is important to explore that that word feel. Mm-hmm. Yes, because uh, Stephen, you've been in counseling for many many years, and you've probably seen it happen over and over and over again, where a a wife may make this statement, "I don't feel loved." Yes. Yet you may be sitting there, and you may have heard kind of her story, and there is evidence all over the place that lots of people, not just her husband, lots of people love this woman. Oh, that's good because she'll get loved, right? Other people are sending love in, you're saying. So then I'm saying, doesn't that create some confusion in you as a counselor because you go, okay, your story over here 
is revealing lots of evidence. You've got parents that love you. You've got siblings that love you. You have mm-hmm. you have friends that love you. You have, and there's even evidence of their love. But yet, somewhere in her heart, mm-hmm. in her emotions, she's sort she's, of blocking she's that. Not you're saying? feeling it. Yeah, she's yeah. either not receiving that. She doesn't. So she doesn't feel it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to explore because it's it's not whether or not the person is being loved, right? It's whether or not they perceive it themselves. And they can they are, feel it and let it go in. Yes. That they're connected to it. So I think you're bringing up a good point. Some people will block it. They're just blocking it. And so if a guy is acting out doing sexually goofy things and she doesn't feel love, okay, she doesn't feel love. But when he stops and he cleans up his act and he starts to love his wife, but she still doesn't feel love, then it sort of slips back on her, the question does, Right. And then that would be your statement about all this love's trying to come in, but it's being blocked, and 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 how come that's happening? So and that's only, and that's you know, of course that's just one scenario, and I want to make sure listeners understand that's a scenario. That's yeah. not the that's not saying that's how it is all the time, because there may also be you know I think about this and I think well some of that may be because uh, sometimes the way people are trying to love her. Mm-hmm is a way that doesn't connect with her personality, with her, right. her makeup. Yeah. That's, and, it, you know, it's kind of... Well, I like deeds, right? I'll do I'll right. do a lot of caring deeds, but she doesn't feel loved. But I yeah. work my tail off painting the house, cleaning the garage, planting a garden, but but that's not her love language. I'll, I'll give you an example, because this is something that, that has come up over and over again in my own marriage. Oh, I love good stuff, up close. <laughs> we get to examine Jonathan's life yeah. up close. The, the poor listeners, they're going to say, why is this guy so thick? When is he ever going to get it, you know? No, like, no, yeah. you're good material for a long time. <laughs> See it that way, Jonathan. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, I, I think of that that uh, those demotivational pictures and and like the one where the Titanic is sinking and it says maybe your life was meant to just be a warning to others. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like that's what my life. That is, is good, and I like humor. Yeah. so I like to laugh. That's good, Joseph. But one example that comes up over and over again in, in our marriage is that my wife, I think the way she best connects with feeling loved is is through words of affirmation and quality time you know those those two things in particular and talking and talking to her and listening to her stories t- and 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 I could even and time you said to do it too not fast right well I could time. even narrow that down into a I think a more encompassing word um attentiveness or attention uh. she feels most loved when when she's Getting attention. I don't mean that in a negative way. No, no, I, I, it's I, an I would, honest. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's she, and it's with the door is open right there. For, you can go in that doorway right there. For instance, okay, you know, she's not going to feel loved even if I'm talking with her, but staring at an iPad or a newspaper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I could even, you know, I can carry on a conversation that way. And it, it it won't bother me because you're giving her half your brain and the other half is over here and you're back and forth. Yes, but for her, right. I promise you, after a ten minute quote unquote conversation like that, she will not feel loved. That's good. Now the thing is, is and the reason I say this comes up over and over again is because there are plenty of things that I will do that I am doing out of my expression for love for her. You talk about deeds, you know. There's right. there's all kinds of stuff yeah. that I'll do, and it will baffle me sometimes. And when my wife will, you know, come and say, do you love me? And I'll be, in my head, I'm going, are you, ki- are you kidding done. me? I mean, yes. of course yes. I love you, you know? Yet to her, and that's why I really honed in on this word feel. That's good. Because this means there's a, there's a personal dynamic there. 
in her. That right? at least, yes. That at least this guy was picking up on when he was saying, my wife says she doesn't feel love. And she he's listening, right? He's listening deeply because she said those words. And and yet, and, and that's where I think, um, you know, as a husband, we have to be able to kind of get over ourselves. Amen to that, brother. And be able to say, okay, she's telling me something. I could, and I've, unfortunately I've done this plenty of times in the past, <laughs> I could pull out my list of the evidence. And say, you of, know what of, I did for you? I don't love know why her, right? these deeds for you aren't... And turn it all into an argument. Yeah. Oh, no, that's Or excellent. I could listen. She, she said something about her feelings there. Yeah. And so this isn't about me anymore. It's about whatever I did didn't connect with her. Yes, that's right. That's good, Jonathan. And so let's keep developing that thought because because then if we pursue her and ask her what makes you feel loved, mm-hmm. right? This is what we don't do. This is where we break down. We go, well, you don't feel loved? Well, I'll bring you a flower uh, for a week, every day, a new, fresh flower. She goes, I don't want flowers. Well, my wife wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but she'd say, I want you to sit on the couch with me, and we turn the lights off, and we just talk. No, no, I brought you a flower, and I cleaned your car, mm-hmm. and you wanted me to clean the garage. I did that. What else do you I don't know why you don't feel loved. She goes, no, no. The doorway in is to turn the TV off, sit in the living room. Let's just pray out loud. Let's just sing a song of praise or let's just quietly be together, you know, or watch a movie with me. I don't know what the list is, but that makes me feel loved. So, boy, I think you're right on track. Let your wife train you on where the hallway, the door in the hallway and the secret passageway is. And she alone knows it and she wants to tell you. But do you as a guy want to listen? And I, I have to admit, I think in some ways, and I, I could be wrong here, and you can you can tell me as a person who's had much more experience than I have. But in some ways, I think you've got to you've got to act sooner than later, because I think it gets more and more difficult the further you develop certain ruts in your relationship. So five years, ten years, you're still not listening. Then yeah, and, that's right. And and you know I. I was somewhat humorous before, but I'm also very sober in that confession about this coming up over and over again in our in our own marriage that I realize that's that's my issue of stubbornness or unwilling. Mm. And so it's like, why does it keep coming up? Probably because I keep being stubborn about certain things instead of going, okay, I, it's not it's not for lack of me knowing what the avenue, the doorway is. Sometimes it's lack of my willingness, to walk through why, why that's a great observation why is that we know that we can bless and nurture and empower and we can hit the target mm-hmm. why, why do you think we don't you know some of it I, I don't I don't I don't think it's always a, a big big issue in other words like some deep dark center I mean it's not the issue no, in it's my okay life. it could be little what medium it, or big we give him email why does a guy not do when he's told what to do and he can do it and he knows he'll get reward from it why would a guy not do that? I think, uh, and and I can only speak for myself in this, and I think, but I think it is true of a lot of guys. I think sometimes just something as quote unquote small as being tired. Yes. Okay. Good. Being I tired. think that's right. He's tired. You he's know? worn out. He's given all day long. So then he thinks he can fudge on his wife because I gave it the office and I gave it work and I gave it these kids that bother me. I ran everybody around. I got no time for me. So I'm going to short you. 
right? Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, the other thing I think that happens is, is that I think we get moody and sulky. Yes. Because I'm yeah. not going to give you what you want because I didn't get what I wanted. So there. Yeah. You know, so we get pouty. So we get tired. This is funny because I never thought this conversation would go this way. Why are guys not going down the doorway that we know is there, right? Mm-hmm. We're tired. We're pouty. I mean, some of us don't know, right? Because, and we're assuming, okay, she told you, and you know, you got ears and you got a brain. Now, why do? Why else would you say a guy would not deliver what would bless his wife and change his home and bless his family and and build her up? Why would a guy not do that? Well, maybe um, some of it may be because maybe there have been previous times you've attempted that, and it it didn't. It didn't actually meet your wife's expectations because maybe you went down that doorway, but not the way she really wanted you to. Oh, your tone was off, or you so, rolled your eyes when you said "I love you." And or, a lot of times that will yeah. that will slam the door back on that guy. That's, where he goes, "That's true." I knew where the door was. I walked through, but I put my wrong foot first. Yeah, and then you know? I got and, <laughs> slapped around. I ain't going to do that again. Yeah, right? and he'll say she's never satisfied, no matter what you. Yeah. Then he'll tell you, "I tried it once. I'm not doing." Yeah, and unfortunately, no, you know, we're, we're told a lot of times, I think falsely, that it's the women that always remember everything, you know, and bring up everything. Hey, I think guys do that too uh, in this, in what we're talking about right now, you know, where a wife may come and say, do you, do you love me? And she's like, I've told you, if you'll do this, well, hey, remember when I did that and this is what happened yeah. and you said it wasn't good enough. Then, you know, so I think it works both ways. And that may be another issue of it. When you have history where there's been disappointments both ways about trying to make an attempt, oh, but it was shot down. there's a whole history of failure, failure. Yeah. I tried. I did what you want, but you didn't do what I wanted, so I'm not going to do what you want. No, well, no, you didn't. Well, you have tried. And, and that there's this whole kind of layer. That, of, that might fit kind of in that pouty, yeah, you know, um, yeah. ongoing thing. No, but I think failures is this yeah. one. Pouty is one of them, but failures, right? And we've had years of attempts and failures and starts and stops. And and you do it one time, and, and your wife knows you can do it, but then you don't do it again for a very long time. Yeah. She goes, now. Now he's withholding because he knows how to do it. He's not doing it. now. And then we start building these layers of, mm-hmm. of anger or something. What are the things that I would say that's just – I mean, hey, it's basic to human nature. It's just selfishness. I think we're – And think, explain that word because well, everybody mean, throws it around, but you're using it a specific way. What are you? What is it about the self? Well, what I think – specifically talking about this issue of a wife not feeling love but – but we're talking about okay. We know where the doorway is. She's told us, or we've we've we know it's there. Is just the um, I want to do what I want to do, mm. and and so I may know that you know. Let's say my wife's had a hard day, or she just needs something. It's just I don't want to. But it's I just want to do, and that's selfish. It's yeah, just me saying not- I've got I've got this thing I want to do over here. I want to do it, and. To heck with, you know. Yes, what? and you know, if I could piggyback on that, computers and, and technology is fun and instant and entertaining and dialogue with a wife might be painful or difficult, right? So it's like, no, I don't want to. What I want to do is go play. No, I don't want to nurture you. I want to go over there and zone out in fantasy. No, I don't want to. I want to play my game. No, I want to be gone for three hours. I don't want to. And you're saying that's where a guy is seduced with self or locked up with self? What is that guy doing with self? Yeah, it's no longer about the idea of oneness. In, okay. in other words, uh, okay. oneness with his wife. It's about 
oneness by himself. <laughs> oneness, being complete in yourself. So you only have to entertain yourself, nurture yourself, yeah. take care of yourself, right? Right next to a wife, yeah. which we know blows up. So that so, first comment there was, you know, my, a wife doesn't feel loved. Let's mm-hmm. go on to the second comment. Yeah, you then. read it because I want to make a comment about the it. The second comment, it may sound sort of similar, but it's got a, it's coming from a different angle. Is is a wife that feels like she's not worth being loved. Yes, and I want to tweak this a little bit because she feels like she's not being worth being loved. But if you think of the statement, it's really not a feeling at all. It's a belief. Belief, yeah. Yeah. She does not believe she is worth being loved. So this is very different. The first one says, I have this feeling, hey, and you can help me with it. The other one says, I have this deeply entrenched belief. Mm-hmm. I have a form system before I got to you, right, that says I'm not worth much. Dad said I'm not worth. Mom said I'm not worth. Boyfriends have said I'm not worth. I've been used. I've been abused. I'm not worth much. I really believe I'm not worth much. And, and so you go ahead. Try and show me a little love, but I'll tell you the truth. I'm not worth much. And I think, you know, especially for those who are in a marriage where a husband has been unfaithful, there's been that sexual betrayal or sexual addiction, if there was even a kernel of this belief prior to that, it gets blown. I mean, it really gets exacerbated after she has been betrayed. Because he's betrayed her on right. top of her wounded. Exactly. So now we got two problems. So right? I'm, now some, some, uh, some wives may even, it may get developed through that addiction. But I, I believe that most wives, there's a little bit of it there prior. And then when we, when we come across them, it's just blown up huge because of now this husband who's betrayed her and only spoken more into that belief of she's not worth being loved. Because if she's worth being loved, he wouldn't have gone off and done all his philandering and all this other kind of stuff that he was doing, right? And so... No, go ahead. You lost me for a second there. Say it again. She's not worth it because if she was worth it, he wouldn't. Is that what you just said? Yeah. And so, so what I'm saying is when he goes and does these things and she discovers them, it only speaks more into that belief that she you. says, I'm not worth being loved. I knew I wasn't worth it. Right. I've never felt it. I've never had it. Now and you proved it. On top you know, of, yeah, yeah, that's right. You just seal the whole deal as I'm not worth being loved. And, and what I see here is, to me, what the real issue here is, and I'm glad you said belief because really what that is, that's a shame belief. Mm. Because that's what shame says. Shame says, for whatever reason, whatever the the circumstances and factors that you've cultivated together to say that you're not worth much. Yep, that's true. That's why. And so shame is going to attack the value, your worth at the core of your being. And so a wife who says she doesn't feel worth being loved, man, she's bought into all the shame. If people said you're ugly, people said you're stupid. If people, you know, you never had anybody pick you, you you know, uh, the, the girls in school would always make fun of you. I mean, all those kind of things. You were ignored. Sure, absolutely. You internalized that to then say, this is who, this is my value. And it's not much at all. You and know? it's sort of sad because you can see these women carrying themselves like they're not worth much, mm-hmm. you know. And you can see that nobody really poured into them and nurtured them. And so God loves them and they can be whole and healthy. But we're just talking about a wound, a deep wound that a wife can carry. And then a husband can layer another wound on top of that. But if that husband turns around and says, I'm cleaning up my act, I'm getting straight, I'm getting sane, I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm cleaning up my life, he still has a challenge on his hands, yeah. right? And that is, what, what does he do 
You know, in the last conversation we had, he knows the door, he knows the hallway, but he doesn't go down there frequently and deliver the goods. Mm -hmm. In this case, what would you say a guy should do when her internal program, deeply written, deeply entrenched, woven in, it's not coming out easily, is that really I'm not worth much. So I deserve to be cheated on and taken for granted and not valued or undervalued. That's really who I am. I've known that all my life. That's who I am. What what do you say? How does he start? Well, the good news is I think for a guy, especially if he's been, um, uh, you know, coming out of an addiction or something like that, the good news is I think they can go on a journey together because a lot of what's underlying his issues is shame. So he's also going to have to heal from a lot of shame in his own life and feelings of worthlessness. A lot of times, because we talk about this all the time in addiction, one of the reasons that guys tend to go back over and over again and continue to go back is because of the cycle of shame. So as he is learning to be free from shame, his wife too can go on a journey of learning to be free from shame. Oh, how interesting. That is a great perspective. Now, it's, it's opposite sides of the same coin. They're... How they might be feeling their shame is due to different factors, but the underlying issue of shame is still the same. So he might be able to um, encourage her along the same journey he's going as far as as. But you're saying if a man realizes that he runs a shame dialogue inside himself of unworthiness, and that's why he's going to act out because he feels good in his fantasy— if he gets healthy and, and unpackages the shame dialogue himself, then he also has the tool then to help his wife to start to unpack mm-hmm. the dialogue of shame. Yeah. Because because my point would be, don't argue with your wife right, about yeah. this. I don't feel worthy. Yes, you are worthy. No, I don't feel worthy. You should feel worthy. I don't feel worthy. Well, I don't know why you don't feel worthy. You should feel worthy. You love you. I'm, I'm, I'm and, worthy. I'm worthy. Yeah. And that's just it. If a guy is starting to understand his own shame, then he can have empathy. Yes. Toward his wife, not, let me just tell you the right stuff. And patience. It can be more. And understanding. You know what? I get that because I felt very unworthy in my own life. And wow. And I, he can I be can the leader, that. right? He yeah. can lead as his healing occurs. He he can lead because he's going to learn new language, right? Well, instead of even providing solutions, he can he can simply say, I can identify with your feeling." I don't maybe have an answer for it. Mm-hmm. I can't provide the solution, but maybe I can yes. at least and I think that's feel a it with you. you uh, know? Me too. I have felt that. You're not alone. I think that's very powerful. But then I'm saying, look, when men come to our retreats, they learn new language. Mm-hmm. And as they practice their new language, they can also use as they can say this is what i'm i'm believing about me right now okay mm-hmm. we're just going to get these two done we were going to do four of these comments jonathan <laughs> i think we're going to get two done that's Steven's it. so funny because yeah. before this he's like man i've only got four comments from why do you think we can make a program out of it <laughs> too funny so, so sorry we're doing a little program um, so we'll, shifting right here in the middle of our show we're so, only going to make these two comments work because yeah, so I we'll, still we'll, can, think, we'll work 
Well, we've got a couple minutes left, and so we'll keep talking on this one because there probably is a few more things that we can About this one, we got you know, to clarify, yes. Try to help our guys especially understand. You say new language. Can you give an yes. example of, of anything that this guy might be able to say to his wife? That right. Well, remember what you, you started, and I thought it was excellent. He's got a shame program, too, and he doesn't feel worthwhile. Well, guess what? Isn't that great? We both have a shame program. We both don't feel worthwhile. Some he brought on himself. It doesn't matter whether it was spoken over you or you did it. There's an internal dialogue that says unworthiness and, um, and, and stuck. But, but what is a new better dialogue? Because when a guy starts to learn a new dialogue and starts to say it, then he could say, this is what I'm repeating to myself. I'm a, I'm a son of the king. I am worthy. I'm a new creation. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, my father, you know, sacrificed his son for me. When he starts saying those things, he can say, and you too. He can yeah. quietly say, and you too. Well, what I was going to say, and the power of that is if he's able to empathize in the sense that he's going to share his own journey in, in healing from shame, it creates more of an invitational atmosphere rather than a correctional yes, atmosphere. That's because right. nobody, when they're, I mean, if a wife is saying, you know, whether with her words or with her actions, I don't feel worth being loved. Yes. The last thing she wants in that is to be corrected. In a lecture. But what she can, told. what she probably can handle is somebody that can say they identify with her feeling and provide an open door for her whenever she's ready to step through. Mm-hmm. That's an invitational yes. atmosphere rather than a correctional. Yes, but I would, I would push that a step further and say as he leads, yeah. right, she has a choice, follow or stay stuck. Yeah. Right? Are we getting close to the end? We're done, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. so bless your wife and, and uh, use great healthy dialogue and invite her also and say, and you too, dear, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a chosen one of the Father, and you too. Quietly whisper to her spirit the truth because it'll mess with the inner program mm-hmm. that's a lie. Well, folks, we're glad you've been with us here today, and we look forward to having you back again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. Mm-hmm.